Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Hello, I'm Phil Catchpole and welcome to another episode of Ringing the Blues, the official podcast of Wickham Wanderers. On this week's show, we have all the action and reaction from the game at Lincoln. Plus, we catch up with Ryan Davis, the manager of Long Crendon, to preview the Burks and Bucks quarterfinal on Tuesday night. But first, let's head to Uri in Mexico City for the results and some essential chairboy Spanish. ringing the blues from Mexico City. My name is Uri, and here are the results for League One. Accrington Stanley 4, Crew Alexandra 1, AFC Wimbledon 1, Sunderland 1, Burton Albion 2, Cambridge United 2, Cheltenham Town 2, Fleetwood Town 0, Lincoln City 1, Wycombe Wanderers 1, MK Dons 0, Ipswich Town 0, Morecambe 1, Gillingham 1, Oxford United 2, Bolton Wanderers 3, Plymouth Argyle 1, Churrosbury Town 0, Portsmouth 4, Doncaster Rovers 0, Wigan Athletic 2, Charlton Athletic 1. So for Cherboy Spanish this week, you know, Wickham have had nearly 50 shots in the last two games. 50 shots! They have been truly knocking on the door. So this is very simple. To knock, tocar. Door, puerta. Knocking on the door, tocando la puerta. But, in Mexican football, we say it in two different ways. To ambush the enemy's goal with stones. Yeah, apedreando el rancho. Ambushing the enemy's goal with stones. You know, like we are truly throwing stones to see if one hits the goal or hits the target. And the other one is very medieval. We say it, sieging the enemy's goal or sitiando la puerta del enemigo, to siege, sitiar. So, yeah, an offensive act can be a siege to the enemy's goal. So, hope you have learned a little bit of Cherboy Spanish and Mexican football culture too. Back to England with my amigo Phil Catchpole. Until next week, adios. Cheers, Uri. Very useful, as always. Right then, Wickham Wanderers travelled to Sinsel Bank on Saturday to take on Lincoln City. It was up north and it was windy and a bit rainy too. Of course it was. Here's what happened. Corner goes in short. It's a routine and it's coming again and it scores! One off the training ground from Lincoln. Short corner in. Little reverse ball 
around the corner and Cullen with the smart finish left footed rolls it into the bottom corner and Wickham have been undone by a really really well worked set piece routine from the corner. That was really smart there from Lincoln. Now Jacobson has it again, it's all Wickham here. Six minutes to go there, chasing the equaliser. Horgan into Hanlon. Abita. Whitaker waits patiently for the ball to go out before he can come on. The ball crisps into the penalty area. Perino has stayed forwards. Thompson back into the box. Flicked on by Scott, looking for Vokes. Headed clear again. It's a really good rear guard action so far by Lincoln. Wickham can't find a way through, but the ball is still in play and Wickham have it again. Scoan, right wing. Now Jacobson, Jacobson to Horgan. Horgan skips past Marquis, looking leggy inside. I fancy he'll be coming off for Whitaker. Abita crosses in again, this time to Perino! Scores! Chris Perino! Wickham have been banging on the door, and Perino has shoulder bars his way through it and heads the ball into the back of the net. Lincoln City won, Wickham Wanderers won, Chris Perino! The man of the moment, Chris Perino. Brilliant header from the young man. Well, that's been coming. That has been coming, knocking on the door constantly. That's a brilliant cross from Jordan Abita. Gareth, a uh, hard-fought 1-1, one, one, but could have been more. Yeah, 28 attempts at goal, you know, I know. Um, I know uh, we've uh, we've took a sloppy set play to get going. You know, five minutes and uh, and they're this set piece, and we, you know, we, we've got to defend that better. I'm really disappointed in that. Um, but after that, you know, one or two breakaways, uh, and right before half time, I thought they were right back had a, a great chance and a great run. But on the whole, I think we had the better chances today. You know, how we haven't scored in the scramble at the end is unbelievable. I thought we had a definite penalty shout on Josh going in the first half. People look at the Sam Volks one. I think the Josh Gowen one's a definite penalty. I think he's uh, he's nicked behind the boy who doesn't know he's there. He's kicked the ball and the boy's just, just fouled him in the box. Now, how that's not a penalty, how that's not a foul, anywhere on the pitch that's a foul, but he doesn't give the penalty. And, uh, and for me, that's, uh, that's a mistake by the referee. Um, and then second half, obviously, with the conditions up here, which, believe me, was unbelievably windy um, and, and, uh, and, you know, rain coming down. Second half, we always knew we would step on them and put the game on them. Um, and I'm disappointed we haven't scored more goals in that second half, you know, with the chances we've had. But um, the keeper's made a worldy save. But David Stockdale has been called on and had to come out on definitely one save. I thought he was magnificent. Um, so, you know, probably sharing the spoils isn't a bad thing. When you don't play brilliant and you get a point away from home, you take it, you go down the road and you uh, and you look forward to the home game next week against Cheltenham. But um, pleased that the subs made an impact. Daryl Horgan came on, settled the ball down well. David Wheeler, aerial ability, you know, was always going to be present today. And, uh, and yeah, it's, uh, it's a great moment for Chris Farino, his first uh, league goal. And... Uh, that boy's going to go on to big things, believe me. I thought he's uh, he marshalled somebody at the stature of John Marquis very, very well. Um, so pleased we've got him at Wickham. He's been an, an absolute diamond of a find, and uh, hopefully we can uh, we can you know improve him and get him to the potential we believe he can be. But um, no, on the whole, we'll have to take a point on the road. Fans were fantastic, by the way. Thank you so much for the support. They were brilliant. Um, 
And just at the end there, Josh getting sent off. I truly believe that the referee did not realise he'd already booked him in the game. And I don't think he would book him again if he realises that. Um, have a look at the footage, but that's my opinion. And uh, it's, yeah, sours us because we lose Josh for a game now. I was going to say two yellows, no appeal. You can't appeal it, which is crazy because you can appeal reds, but you can't appeal second yellow. Um, surely that rule should be changed, but because um, we would be appealing that one. He didn't run aggressively. Um, he just jogged over to the ref. Uh, he hasn't sworn. The referee has said, no, there was no foul language used. But he said he was super aggressive the way he ran at me, and I, I can't understand how he's how he's um, how he's given him a second yellow. But do you know we have to we have to take that. It's a tough job. I've always said that refereeing, and I, I wouldn't get myself in trouble. But um, it's a hard one for for us to take that one. And uh, I just uh, I just you know wish he was available for the next game because he's a big player for us. Yeah, just back as well. But Wickham, it looks possibly to be a second game of frustration, lots of attempts, but the build-up to the second goal at the stage of the game will, will have pleased you. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. We got the ball, we switched the play a couple of times to, to stretch their defence and we put a crossing, you know. I know people will, will say, oh, we can get the ball forward and that's great. Yeah, of course we do. We get the ball forward. We, we play in the final third. That's what I want to do. Um, and uh, and I think that we caught them out trying to play out of the back more of the times than they caught us out. Um, and when we do get in that final third, yeah, we've got this quality in the in the team. McCleary and, and uh, Mameti and Horgan came on, settled the ball down really well today. Brandon Hanlon should have really scored with his first touch, you know, that was unlucky. Um, Volksy's had a glorious chance, a great save from the keeper at the end. Numerous corners, our Daryl Horgan and the scramble at the end there hasn't scored. I mean, we've had chances in the last two games. I think it's probably 60 attempts on goal and, uh, and just one goal to show for it. So maybe some finishing practice needs... Uh, needs in training but um, now I'm pleased we're creating chances I think uh, years ago we probably didn't have shots on target or created about three chances a game we've outpossessed Lincoln we've outpassed Lincoln we've outshot Lincoln but we can only get a point today goalkeeper had a fantastic second half as well he was brilliant you know and he is he's a, he's a Premier League uh, keeper I think that West Brom signed him while they were in the Premier League and uh, they're in the Championship now but he's uh, He's definitely uh, one to keep an eye on because uh, I think he's uh, he's had a tremendous game today. But my uh, my mature David Stockdale has also played superbly well today and, uh, and kept us in the game, especially in one moment in that second half when we're all going for the winner. Uh, and David's uh, keeping us secure at the back, so um, couldn't do without him either. But now a great result for uh, for an away team. One-one, we take a point. You know, when you don't play brilliant and you get a point away from home semi-happy um, I think we could have got all three today but you know um, tough place to come played here for a long time loved it and uh, I know how tough it can be here when them fans get behind you so uh, it, was, uh, it was nice to be back at Sinsel Bank but um, back down the road now to Cheltenham next week It was a big goal and a big point because at one point Wickham were down to seventh as the table stood some late goals through it one of them was here and you ended up moving up a spot up to fifth uh, Do you know it's uh, it's it's tight it's really tight Phil um, I've just seen Rob uh, the honour in the, in the tunnel and he just said um, well done he said plenty of games to go yet and you know what he's right there's a lot of games to go there's plenty more twists and turns yet I fancy us to be right in the mix at the end of the season and uh, with that group of boys in there the coaches I've got and the club as a whole those fans behind us we've got a real chance this season can't wait a really decent crowd at Sinsil Bank for this game. Uh, the Lincoln fans would have been frustrated to concede late on. Here's what they made 
of the game overall. It's the opposition view. Port Mac Imp. A fair result, but such a shame we conceded from an unmarked header on the six yard line. We had numerous chances in the first 15 minutes of the second half, which we failed to take, and that has cost us two points. But it was an entertaining game played with plenty of intensity from both teams. Warrington Imp. I'm happy with that. It was a decent result against a decent team. And if we can win on Tuesday, that will be a good week's work for us. Grotier Branford Lee. Good point against disgraceful, cynical, cheating bastards. German imp. Well, I'll take a point, which I think is quite decent considering Wickham's style of play and the difficult conditions the game was played in. Perth Imp. Superb defending from Lincoln. Lots of fight and we fully deserved at least a point. We have superbly stood up to the physicality of Wickham, who didn't really create anything of note. Once again, a defensive error has cost us. Red Wimp. Really happy with that. We stood up well to what we all expected was coming. Just a side note, though. I don't think Wickham took a single throw-in from within five yards of where the ball went out. Imps Joe. They played no decent football and we coped very well for 70 minutes. Unfortunately, the whole team tired and we conceded a late goal that was, (laughs) in truth, coming. It's frustrating that fatigue and late goals are becoming a regular theme. But... A draw was a fair result, and one I would have happily taken before the match. If I'm honest, I was expecting a tanking. Symes, 69. Decent point, that. Shame we couldn't hold out. But on the other side of the coin, I felt that if Wickham scored one, they would score two. So I'm pleased they left it late to equalise. Brendan Bradley... I thought that match showed why we're not challenging for the playoffs. Although we could have scored again on the break, we were pretty much dominated throughout in both halves. It was inevitable that allowing so many crosses into the box in that wind, we would eventually let one in. We'd had several fortunate escapes before they scored, and then a couple more after. I expected us to be bombarded when Wickham took off their most creative player after an hour, so it shouldn't have come as a surprise. Jules. <laughs> Should have won. They aren't that good. On Tuesday night, Wickham Wanderers return to the Burks and Bucks Cup. A Chairboys 11 will take on Long Crendon at the ASM Stadium, the home of Tame United. It's the quarter-final stage, which is when the EFL teams enter the Burks and Bucks Cup. But to find out more about Long Crendon, I popped up to Tame to have a chat to their manager, Ryan Davis. It was weird just seeing our name in the hat beforehand with the likes of Wickham, obviously MK Dons, Reading. And I was trying to rein in my excitement a little bit on the morning of the draw because obviously it was a big 
deal for us just to get through to this stage in the first place. But when you do that, they'll see the opportunity to kind of draw a professional club uh, isn't something that comes around very often. And I think it would have felt a little bit of an anti-climax if we'd have gone and, and drawn one of the other non-league clubs. So, uh, so yeah, the uh, the group, <laughs> group was buzzing when it first came out, and there was a little kind of couple of minute delay when we were kind of waiting to see who it was, and then someone said, "Oh, it was Wickham," and we were like, "Oh, is that a wind up or not?" And so, uh, yeah, it felt amazing to be honest. So the dream draw then? I think so. Yeah, I think even of all the pr- three pro clubs. Just the location we're in, there's quite a bit of a Wickham kind of fan base around here and everything. So I think that's probably given it more of a buzz. And I've got to say, obviously, having now got to know some of the guys from Wickham since we've done that, I think it feels like a dream draw because they're buying into it as well. And I think it'd be so easy as a pro club with a lot of other priorities going on at this kind of time of the season to kind of like treat this as um, a little bit of a nuisance maybe this time whereas um, I think we've been afforded all the kind of respect of, uh, of a professional club really from uh, from Wickham. So the EFL clubs enter the Burks and Bucks at this stage in the quarter final but you've had four games to get to this stage and uh, uh, is this the furthest you guys have been in a competition? Yeah well th- this is the first time we've been in the, the Senior Cup full stop and I think because they've kind of um, they've rejigged it a little bit so step six sides kind of had their own competition before. Um, funny thing is, we are still the holders of the intermediate uh, trophy from three years ago because they haven't re- play, uh, played it since COVID. Uh, so yeah, this is our first opportunity to get to this stage. When we played Aylesbury two rounds ago, I think we were excited about that to draw a team from two divisions higher. And uh, so yeah, to get through to the quarterfinals was um, was kind of beyond our wildest dreams, really. So you've knocked out Aylesbury in step four. The last round you knocked out Binfield as well in what looked to be a very exciting climax to that game. It was, yeah, yeah. Um, we played really, really, really well in that game, and I think we were all sat there on the sidelines, me and the kind of management team, and thinking, well, we've done ourselves justice. We we played really well, but we're going to lose narrowly because it kind of went into the last ten minutes and. It probably just looked at that point after then being nothing in the game at all as if maybe we were just running out of steam. Then um, we got thrown deep in their third, won a penalty, scored, and then it kind of before they could even react, we just um, had one kind of one more attack. Jack Gall, um, who's got a lot of pace for us up front, kind of went through and uh, kind of ricocheted in off the keeper, a bit of a bit of a kind of lucky goal. But um, yeah, there was no time for them to kind of react or bounce back, and uh, we were kind of <laughs> from being a goal down. 2-1 up and through to the next round. And beating Aylesbury United on penalties, uh, I understand you guys are pretty handy from the spot. We have been this season, so yeah, we've uh, that was or that was our fifth shootout of the season. So yeah, we had one in the Vars, we've had a couple in the League Cup, and then two also in this competition. We have one uh, against Aldermaster in the first round of this competition as well. So we've had tight games all the way through, and um, yeah, we've. Uh, I think obviously with this season, a lot of the competitions going straight to penalties after 90, 90 minutes. Just so happens that we've uh, we've been involved in a lot of them, and yeah, we've come out on the right end every time. Wow! So five penalty shootouts, five penalty shootout victories. If it's level on Tuesday night against Wickham Wanderers at ninety minutes, it's depends. You must feel pretty confident if that happens. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I would sign up for a penalty shootout right now if you uh, if you gave me gave me that opportunity. So, but uh, yeah, the boys couldn't be feeling any better about it at the moment. We've got we've got a lot of good takers in our squad. Josh, our goalkeeper, has saved a fair few. So. Uh, so yeah, if that happens, <laughs> I'll be delighted. Tell us about the squad. A lot of Wickham fans will be coming to the game. Who should they be looking out for? Um, I think a couple of the names who will probably stand out are um, Christian Warwick and James Hawks, two kind of attacking players for us who play up there. Um, scored a lot of goals this season. Um, kind of 
almost a goal a game from both of them. Ollie Lethbridge, our captain, who plays up there. And then at the back, we've got a couple of real stalwarts. Tom Lethbridge, Nathan Brownsall, who've been with me kind of for, for the four years that I've been here. Um, really solid players to kind of build your team around, great characters and um, easily with the ability to probably play a higher level than, than they are at the moment. But um, we're grateful to have them. And you're doing really well in the league at the moment. Spartan South Midlands Football League, fourth place in the league. First time at this level, you must be well chuffed with that. Yeah, we are. We also got laterally transferred last year. So we were in the Hellenic League for two seasons, both of which finished un- didn't finish rather due to COVID. And so we were moved um, because of the kind of non-league reorganisation to the Spartan South Midland this season. We didn't know a lot about the teams. There was only a couple of sides in the league who we played against before. So... Um, a fair bit more travelling as well and so and also before the start of the season I probably lost three or four full players so we had a couple of long term injuries and for reasons other than football I probably lost a couple of my kind of first team regulars so I think our expectations were maybe a more of a transitional season this year I probably didn't say that to the players at the time but I think halfway up would have been um, what we maybe we're expecting at the start of the season so we're overachieving a little bit from that at the moment and I think obviously now we it's playoffs in our league for the top from second down to fifth so obviously where we are on the table now that's got to be the aim to try and finish there at the end of the season. Uh, you're in good form no uh, I think four wins and a draw in the last five Saturday you beat Northampton Salby Rangers and just 39 in attendance that day how many are going to be coming on Tuesday night? Well it sounds like tickets are around about um, between 1,100 and 1,200 at the moment. So we're kind of hoping for that late spike. Maybe uh, people are hanging on to the last minute. Obviously, some tickets available probably on the day. I don't think it will sell out. So hopefully um, we get, get some more people through the gate. Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be wild, to be honest with you, compared to, to what we are normally used to. And just kind of any step six side to get, to get a crowd like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, the atmosphere is going to be something else. I mean, to put it into context, the, the capacity here at Tame United is 2,500. I think the population of Long Crendon is also 2,500. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think half the village will... I think it's basically going to be the last one, <laughs> last one out of the village to turn the lights off uh, as they just kind of come down, like, two miles down the hill to watch the game. So well, it's, it's brilliant for us because, obviously... Through necessity, we have to ground share kind of 10 miles outside the village, and that does harm us in terms of that local support a little bit. There's been the odd jibe along the way as well. Um, and so it, it's nice to get that local buy-in because I think we are a success story for the village at the moment, and I would like um, us to be able to promote ourselves and get it out there a little bit more that um, what a lot of the boys are doing at the moment because this is the highest level that the, the club has ever played at. And there's probably not enough people who kind of know that, and it's nice to kind of celebrate that and to get a high-profile game like this is just like a unique opportunity for us to kind of sell the club a little bit as well and just just show off kind of what, what we're about. And with the ticket sales, uh, hopefully a bit of a money spinner as well. What what sort of difference would that make for Long Crendon? Oh, it would it would be unbelievable, really. I think at this level of football, it's the same for anyone. You kind of have to beg, steal, and borrow through sponsorship. Um, we certainly don't have a, a playing budget within the club. All the guys play a lot, of, pay a lot of money to kind of play. We travel on distances. They're mostly driving themselves. So, and obviously we're ground sharing, which is a costly business for a, for a club at our level. So, to get any kind of windfall is um, is important. Any new sponsor we celebrate. So to get a one-off um, kind of occasion like this, 
that is obviously so enjoyable to play in, but financially will be rewarding as well. Is um, you can't say enough about what this will do. This will hopefully go a long way to to um, the things that we can invest in next season and, and maybe beyond. And lastly, uh, the boys must be buzzing uh, to be playing in front of a big crowd on Tuesday against the league side. They are, yeah. I think that I think at the moment the excitement's there. I'm sure on the day there'll be a little bit of nerves around. Uh, it won't surprise you that I've got a completely fully fit and available squad. Suddenly everyone's shaking off their knocks and everything. So hopefully that stays the same. I think I'm the most stressed one because I'm the man who's got to uh, narrow that down to a, a playing squad for the day and then put 11 out on the pitch. And we've got a lot of boys who deserve to be there. And I think um, I think I've said it in my program notes that people that read on the day that. It's about kind of the players who've played for me personally over the last four years that have got us to this point as well. Obviously, there'll be 11 boys who go out there and start the game and they'll be the ones who, who kind of get the glory or get the glamour of, uh, of doing that and facing up to Wickham Wanderers. But there's a lot of guys on the way who've played a big part in this and I just want to uh, kind of appreciate them as well because sometimes you fall by the wayside, you go to other clubs, injuries and things like that. And not being selected by me but all those people have, have played a big part in, in getting us to this stage Ryan Davies there the manager of Long Crendon and all round top bloke right if you want to pop along to that game and see Wickham Wanderers back in the Berks and Bucks Cup it's at Tame United the ASM Stadium Tuesday night kick off 7.45pm it's £8 to get in £5 concessions and £2 for under 14s can Wickham progress to the semi-final they've won this competition 28 times before or will Long Crendon cause an upset Either way, it'll be a great opportunity to see a Chairboys 11 and perhaps some future Chairboys stars as well. Right then, a quick squad roundup now with news of our loanees. TJ Debar joined Eastley of the National League on loan last week. Uh, TJ was the second half substitute in the Spitfires' nil-nil draw against our old friend, Yeovil Town. He was up front with Brett Pittman, who's recently joined uh, them as well. Eastley travelled to Weymouth in the league on Tuesday evening, so one to keep an eye on. Midfielder Adam Leathers was an unused substitute for National League Southside Dulwich Hamlet as they were defeated 2-0 at Billericay. The Hamlet are away at Welling on Tuesday in the league and there was no game for Max Ram and Andre Burley for Hungerford Town on the weekend but they returned to league action with a home game against Dartford also in the National League South. Good luck to them all as they continue to build up their competitive match minutes. Right, that's your lot for this episode. Many thanks to Ryan Davis of Long Crendon. Hopefully see some of you at Tame United tomorrow night for the Long Crendon game in the Berks and Bucks. We'll be back soon. Come on, you blues.